1: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt and i'm the host of this disney theme parks news podcast this is episode 114 when we once again bring you another interview with a cast member Well, happy Friday, everyone. I know the weekend is coming up, and uh, this is, I guess, a little weird because, yeah, usually I post on Wednesdays, but yeah, this episode is coming out on a Friday. But hey, that's okay. This will make your Friday hopefully go by a little bit easier. uh, And you get to listen to Lo talk about her time uh, as a cast member down at Walt Disney World. So we're going to have a little bit of fun today. But yeah, sorry for releasing this episode a little bit late. There were some scheduling issues, and uh, I just had to kind of switch some things around uh but yeah we we got this interview for you guys today so hopefully you enjoyed that and also if you didn't listen to this past sunday's episode well i just wanted to give you a reminder that i'm going to be down in walt disney world next week which i am so excited for i can't believe it's it's less than a week now since i go uh, a week from today I will be down in Walt Disney World enjoying Mickey's not so scary Halloween party so very excited for that uh, I just made a, a couple announcements on the last episode I'm just gonna I'm probably gonna say them every every episode until till I leave but uh two things uh if you want to go to the x express podcast monorail crawl i'll be doing that on wednesday november 6th probably around 4 or 5 p.m it's gonna vary uh we're gonna be going to the contemporary we're gonna stop at the wave go to the grand floridian go over to the enchanted rose and then head over to um what did I skip oh I went from right to, from the contemporary to the Grand Floridian we're gonna to go to the Polynesian after the contemporary we're gonna to try to go to the Trader Sam's if not we'll go to the outdoor bar over there or the bar that's attached to it uh and then we're gonna make our way over to the Grand Floridian uh for to go to the Enchanted Rose uh and then so yeah so that's gonna be happening on Wednesday November 6th so yeah let me know if you would like to join us uh though there are a few of us heading over there so yeah, just let me know. Uh, and then also, I'm going to give you a little a little fun while I'm at uh, Walt Disney World. I'm going to be recording an episode uh, each day. Don't worry, they are not going to be full episodes, but they're going to be daily check-ins where I'm talking about what I did for the day. So pretty much at the end of the night, I'll just kind of brief you guys on what i did the past day and i'll i'll upload it uh, every every day for you guys to listen to yeah there'll only be like five to ten minute episodes but very short things but i thought that'd be a little fun to to do that and then when i come back i will de- do a full on trip report so uh, i just wanted to give those two quick reminders um so yeah i just want to let you guys know but all right without further ado why don't we just jump right into it and begin another episode of the excess press podcast So on today's show, we have Lo from British Columbia, Canada. Lo, how are you doing today?
0: I'm pretty good. How about you?
1: Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm glad uh, we were able to sit down and and have this chat. And I think today is actually, or this episode is like the first time I had someone internationally on on my podcast. So congrats on being uh, the first international guest on the show.
0: Thanks. It's kind of a totally different process for us, so it's fun to come on and talk about it if anyone else is listening who's not American.
1: <laughs> what do you mean it's a completely different process?
0: Like, we have to deal with visas working in the parks, and there's only certain programs you can do, so I oh. wish I could just go and apply like a, like a normal American for it, but it's a long process for us.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. All right. Well, I'm, I'm very interested to learn more about that and yeah, how that works uh, as an international student. Um, So, yeah, we're going to be talking about your time working down at Walt Disney World. But uh, before we get to that, I I want to get to know you a little bit more. And uh, the one question I always love to start with is like kind of how did you fall in love with the Disney parks? Because especially if you're coming all the way from Canada, wanting to work at Walt Disney World there, you have to love the parks. So uh, what's what's your background? You grow up with it. Uh, What was it?
0: So I'm a West Coaster. So I grew up going to Disneyland. Um, I'm really lucky my parents took me when I was like, I think I was five on my first trip. And then I went a few more times. And then for my 21st birthday, I believe, and then got an annual pass. And I was a pass holder there for like years. Um, but I actually didn't go to Disney World at all <laughs> until I worked there. So my first time going to Disney World was when I worked there in 2018.
1: Oh, geez. So that must have been like a huge eye <laughs> for you because it's just so different from Disneyland um
0: yeah it was funny I did like Disneyland my whole life I did Tokyo Disney Sea in 2009 so I'd been to Japan before I'd been to Florida
1: (laughs) oh that's crazy that's crazy well I'm I'm curious to see your thoughts on the differences between uh, between Disneyland and and Disney World because uh yeah that is a that is quite a difference um uh so yeah so what like kind of tell me like how did you come to work at like Walt Disney World did because here like most people do like the Disney College program and then like they'll maybe they'll apply for like a full-time cast member afterwards so like how did you kind of come to work for uh, for your internship it was an internship right
0: kind of the program that I did is called the Cultural Exchange Program so it's essentially the DCP but Canadian I guess it's open to a bunch of different countries if you search like it's called the J1 Cultural Exchange Program and it's open to like A whole bunch of different countries and everyone applies at once, but it's pretty much the same guidelines as the DCP with a little bit more restrictions on it.
1: Okay, and then how did you like, well, I guess my first question would be like, why did you decide you wanted to try to work for Walt Disney World?
0: Um, I always thought it just wasn't an option for me. Like I said, I was a pass holder for three-ish years to Disneyland, so I always went, but everyone was always American. I didn't even think about it. And then I stumbled upon on my discovery page on Instagram, a girl who had, it was a photo of her name tag and it said a city that was like right beside where I live. So I messaged her and I was like, how is this possible that you're doing this? And she pretty much sent me a link to it. And I knew if I was spending, you know, thousands of dollars a year on an annual pass and I was never going to justify a trip to Disney World because for me, it would cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. I was like, you know, might as well apply, try and work there, You get all the perks. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then it worked out well.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So kind of talk about that that process a little bit more because um, I know I have some international listeners. I mean, I don't know if they ever want to do the Disney College program. So kind of lay out uh, in kind of brief terms, like how that process uh, went for you.
0: Yeah, so for us, you do everything online. It's a super long process. I know with the college program, you can apply and get accepted Literally that week, Um, for us you apply in the fall, so applications around September. You don't even get an interview offer until December. Usually interview in January, get accepted February ish, and then it's a summer program. So it's like three to four months over the summer. (laughs) So a very long drawn out process for us for only a couple months.
1: All right, so that sounds cool. So it seems like it it was kind of a. It sounds like a fairly easy process, but it, it was a long process. Or is that correct?
0: I, it's pretty easy in the sense that everything's online. They have to do in-person interviews if you've never worked for the company before. So for me, I was lucky. I lived in Vancouver at the time and there was Vancouver interviews. But I know for other people, they have to travel to completely different provinces because there's only three different like in-person locations um, that they do it. So for some people, it's a lot more drawn out. And I've heard stories that I have friends that have you know applied three or four times and haven't gotten in. I just got really lucky, <laughs> I guess, and... Got on my first shot, so I think I had it really easy. But I know other people; it's a little bit more of a pain in the process.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so so were you like, were you applying for something uh, specific, or did you like, did you know what the job role uh, you were getting before you went down there? Like, how did you kind of pick the job role you did? Because I know you said it's kind of similar to the Disney College Program.
0: Yeah, it's the same setup as them. Um, We just have restricted roles, so there are certain things we can't do. We can't do. Um, like PhotoPass is one of the ones that isn't offered to us, but you pretty much apply. You'll rank all of your options. If you do the in-person interview, they'll tell you if certain things don't apply. So usually for us, they don't offer housekeeping and they don't offer custodial, things like that. Then you rank them and then they give you a job offer and they tell you your role when they give you your job offer. And at that point you can accept or decline, but you kind of end up giving them a top three in your interview.
1: Okay. Oh yeah. So that's pretty much like the, the Disney college program where you choose a top three. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, uh, I assume you knew what you got before you moved down. So, what did you end up getting?
0: Um, it's funny because you know your role when you move down, um, similar to the DCP, but you don't know your location till about a week out. So, my 2018 program, which is my first program, I got attractions and I had never been to Disney World. So, I was like, you know, it's going to be a ride. It's going to be great. I'm going to be in a park. And then they put me at main entrance at Typhoon Lagoon. So I was parking and greet her at a water park. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know water parks existed.
1: Jeez.
0: <laughs> oh, so that was fun for my first program. And then um, 2019, so the one I just got back from about a month and a half ago, I was a character tenant at Magic Kingdom. Oh,
1: nice. OK, so yeah, we'll have to touch on uh, both of those things today. <laughs> um, so before we, yeah, before we get to that, like, how was that transition going from Canada to Walt Disney World for the first time?
0: I, I travel a lot by myself anyways. I've done, like, solo Disneyland trips. Um, I fly a lot by myself. I've traveled internationally when I was a lot younger, so it was fine for me. Like, I didn't mind the traveling, where I know a lot of people get really, like, nervous about that and relocating. Um, I knew a group of girls that I hadn't met in person, but I'd talked to for months over Facebook, so I knew people going into it, so that made it a little less nerve-wracking. Um, I was pretty okay with it. I was, like, open to whatever... I was just happy to get out of my hometown and to like try something new and be at Disney.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, perfect. Yeah, you love Disney, and how how much different could it be being at Walt Disney World? So,
0: exactly, I knew it was busier, but I was like, it can't be that much different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now definitely. Uh, so yeah, let's let's kind of talk about uh, a little bit of your your first position over there. As uh, so, you, so what so what did you do exactly while you were there?
0: So my itinerary, like, my technical job was called Main Entrance Attractions. Um, and it was a Typhoon, it was this weird small team, so typically you'd get kind of filed into Park Greeter under Attractions or Parking under Attractions. But we were so small that you did everything at Typhoon. You did events, you did Park Greeter, you got trained in ticketing sometimes. I mostly, I probably did 75% parking now that I think about it, which doesn't sound glamorous, but was actually super fun. Um, and then I did, uh, like park creator at touch points for the rest of it
1: okay yeah we had a guest on the show uh, earlier this year and she was working the parking lot at epcot and mm-hmm. at first i was like oh, it doesn't seem like that might be a lot of fun <laughs> but like she loved it like she had she said she had so much fun doing it um so so to you i the, swear the,
0: people who do it love it they always end up loving it they don't want it but they love it
1: <laughs> yeah so to you like what what made uh being a parking uh, working a parking fun for you
0: Um, For us, it was kind of weird because the only reason normally we can't do parking is internationals because we don't have valid driver's license in the States. But at Typhoon, we were so small that we didn't have trams or anything like that. So we just stood in a parking lot and essentially like sometimes they would give us light ones, sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes you would just drive around, sometimes you wouldn't. And because we didn't have any shelter, because we were so small, every time we would go 101 because there was a thunderstorm, we would just get to go... Sit around, <laughs> um, so a lot of it was just us hanging out with our team, um, so that was really fun. It was it was a very easy job.
1: Yeah, now it sounds good. So so what was like a, like what was like an average day for you? Because I mean yeah, Typhoon uh, Lagoon is probably only open what from like nine to five or six or something.
0: Yeah, it's it's like the, I think the longest hours we had were like nine to eight or something like that, and like the very peak summer for us. If I was working parking, I would work the same shift every single day. I would start at 7am and from 7 to 9 we would like park cast members because we had a teeny tiny cast lot that would fill up so you'd end up maneuvering them around to like a weird back lot and they were parking on grass. It was probably not <laughs> what Disney wanted. So we did that for two hours. We were kind of pointing them into back lots Um and then we would like park guests and then usually around noon it would slow down and they would ask us if we wanted to go home and i would never want to go home because i wanted the hours and i wanted the money and then we would just go hang out up front with all the main entrance people so it was really really relaxed it was way more chill than the theme parks for sure oh
1: nice well, that sounds good it seems like it was it was yeah. pretty fun you were always like hanging around with your friends um actually <laughs> th- thinking thinking back now did because with the disney college program you they get put into like the, the dorms or i don't know I don't think that's what they call them but they like have housing housing yeah. yeah that's the word I was looking for they, they get the housing so did they have something like that for for you guys?
0: Yeah we're the exact same um the only difference is I know if you do the Disney College program as a domestic student they can opt out of housing so a lot of Florida locals don't go into housing or if people you know want to live with their boyfriend or girlfriend they just find an apartment um for us it's in our visa requirement that we have to live in housing but on my last program so 2019 it ended up being, three canadians we had two girls from the states at one point and then when i left we had a girl from norway a girl from germany and a girl from japan so we're in the exact same housing as the americans they just kind of throw all the countries together
1: (laughs) oh wow okay um actually i have a question about like the the other international people like you said you had someone from norway and germany uh and Mm -hmm. japan right is that what you said Yes. Yeah. So did they come to work in Epcot? Because I imagine that's what some of the international students over there do. I I mean, I don't know if if that's what happens, but or is that essentially kind of (laughs) what that is?
0: Yeah, there's two programs. So the program that I've done for two years is the academic program. So it's only three months and we can do whatever. They can place us pretty much wherever, but you need to be a student to be doing it. And it's only over the summer. And then the cultural representation or cultural representative program, that one's a year long program. And that one they have to live in um, or have to work at Epcot. So all of my roommates that weren't Canadian and weren't American, they were on the year long program um, and they were all working at Epcot. But there also is students like, from Norway and from Japan, that could be on my program too, if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> no, it does. Okay. All right. So there was for, for all international students, there's the two separate programs. Yours was the academic uh, and the other one was the cultural, correct?
0: Uh, there's technically three, but no one talks about the third one because the third one's kind of a weird one. The There's cultural exchange. That's mine. It's the three-month program you do need to be a student. There's technically a six-month program called the academic exchange program, program but that one is like very specific only certain schools offer it you usually need to be in hospitality um and that one you get put in specific roles and then the epcot program is the year-long program which is the cultural rep so there's cultural exchange and cultural rep we sound the same but one's at epcot one's kind of wherever okay
1: all right well no thanks for answering that because i (laughs) I never understood like how that worked and uh i thought you'd be the perfect person to ask i (laughs) appreciate appreciate it um, all right, so let's get back to you. So with that uh, that first position over there, kind of tell me like what were some 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 memorable moments over there? Like what were some? Do you have any fun stories from from working parking?
0: Um, like I said, I love Typhoon because we had no coverage whatsoever. So when there was thunderstorms, we essentially had to pull our whole team. So a lot of days were spent just sitting in the back. Um there was def there was one day we must have gone one oh one at like ten AM. It was so early. The park was closed all day. What, um, did we you had, say
1: must have gone one oh one?
0: Oh has no one ever said this No, <laughs> part? that's like the I don't know what that means. That's like the we're closed signal. Um if there's thunderstorms within i think it's like seven miles of the area essentially something will go 101 so usually in the theme parks it's like big thunder or mine train like outdoor attractions um they'll go 101 um if there's like characters that are roaming they'll go 101 but at typhoon the whole park goes 101 because everything's water so you can't be in water when there's thunderstorms yeah okay (laughs) um but yeah it's just like essentially means we're we're closed for dangerous weather
1: okay so yeah, so sorry to interrupt, but yeah, if you want to continue on.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's all good. I'm like, I, there must have been an attractions first before that said this because attractions go one on one all the time because they always I, break no, down.
1: No, no one's ever. Honestly, I don't. I haven't had too many people on that work attractions to be honest. I, I've had a few uh, like great movie ride. I mean, that was indoors. I had like Kilimanjaro <laughs> safaris, uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, not not too many attractions to be honest. Oh. Yeah,
0: Yeah. usually it's just, like, if something goes down, too. So I'm trying to think of, like, like, yeah, mine Train, I feel like it was 101 all the time. Or, like, Pirates is always yeah. 101, because well, the boats I mean, are always stuck.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if, you're, if your program's in the summer, I would assume that the park went 101, like, every day, because doesn't it thunderstorm almost every day?
0: <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were pretty used to it. Usually we would work morning shifts, so, like, even if we worked our full shift and we didn't go home early, we were off at 3 so kind of miss it but yeah there was days where it would start pouring and thunder and lightning at 10 and if you didn't want to go home you would just hang out (laughs) until the end of your shift which could be like you know five hours still
1: yeah so you just you still hung out and got paid though
0: yeah sometimes they would send you up front to like go help main entrance or like to go help with events but there was yeah the day i'm thinking of is it must have been super early we, like, went down. We had a little, like, air-conditioned shed. It was literally a shed in the back of Typhoon because we didn't have break rooms because we were so small compared to the theme parks. Um, and it was down for so long that our coordinator, who's essentially, like, like your supervisor, just pulled up The Incredibles on her phone and we just watched the entirety of The Incredibles. Uh-huh. And got paid to do <laughs> And then one girl drove over to Disney Springs and got pizza during this.
1: Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, yeah, that's... we were
0: very relaxed at Typhoon. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, yeah, I would imagine if uh, yeah you're you're closing every day. So like, how does the um, like how does that closing process work with the guests? Like the it's not like the guests can hang around. Like you literally, you're like you're literally closing the park, right?
0: They can go anywhere that's not in the water. So they can go into like the one merchandise location, or they can go into shops. Um, and that how was exciting. usually like. <laughs> yeah pretty much um if they were in the park for less than four hours i believe it is then they could get a rain check and they could come back anytime in the next year and not have to buy a new ticket so that's what we dealt with up front mostly okay. but getting people into the water and stuff that was all the lifeguards we didn't even go in the park mostly
1: <laughs> gotcha okay all right so besides that were there any other like fun memorable moments or maybe were we able to make any magical moments for for guests at all
0: not as much at typhoon like it was a lot of small things there i feel like it was a different kind of caliber of guests i found the people who came to typhoon were like a lot of families from the uk that were here for 14 days so you just get to hang out with them because they weren't in a rush it's kind of like a vacation from your vacation yeah um so we didn't do anything like massive i feel like um but it was just a lot of like actually getting to talk to guests where i feel like a lot of the time in the main theme parks everyone's just rushing through and everyone's on a crazy schedule so it was fun to just like relax and like be able to like give someone a tour of the park if it was slow like something that you could never do at magic kingdom because it would be too busy and too huge
1: no for sure yeah no that makes uh that makes a lot of sense so so
0: i guess kind of like
1: now that you're down at walt disney world for the first time and you pretty it seems like you had a pretty like lax schedule uh, <laughs> where it's you're it's closing early and stuff like that so like you're there Walt Disney World for the first time. So, like, what are some of the things that you like to do? Like, what did you explore? What was your, like, some of your favorite things to do?
0: Um, I actually wish I had done way more on my first program. I think I was just overwhelmed and tired because I was also in the heat every day. And I was, like, not used to being in, mm. like, 100-degree weather every single yeah. day and, like, 100% humidity. <laughs> yeah, especially so,
1: coming from British Columbia.
0: Yeah, I was, like, I don't know Fahrenheit, But, like, here it's normally in, like, you know, the 80s in the summer. It's, like, it's nice and warm, and it's nice and dry here. Where there, I was, like, I feel like I'm dying sometimes after work. So I felt like I didn't get as much done as I wanted to on my first program. I was still, like, go to the park sometimes. My roommates were, like, my closest friends, and they all worked in the theme parks, and they all worked crazy hours. And I felt like I wasn't super comfortable going out and doing things myself compared to this summer, where I was like, I'll I'll go wherever by myself. I'll stay after work. I was way more active, I guess, like as a guest this year than my first year.
1: That's surprising, you because you, you said earlier that like you traveled alone, you did solo, you did a lot of solo trips alone, and
0: mm-hmm. that
1: when you got to the park, I, yeah, you, you just <laughs> you didn't you didn't want to go alone. So I wonder what happened there.
0: I think I just didn't know what to do, or it's like I still felt like weird like going and riding rides by myself and then being a cast member I felt like I should be more comfortable with it but I almost felt weirder because I felt like I stood out and I didn't have too many friends that like worked at my location that were also like cps because I feel like cps and like young people tend to stick together and we were mostly part-time and full timers so I didn't have like a bunch of people to like go out with after work a lot of the time so I was also just tired I think a lot (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ready for the 50 hour work weeks
1: no yeah and like you're saying the heat definitely gets to you i mean i'll never go in the summer again um like it's just <laughs> it's, it's it's i i can't do it i did it once and i won't um but yeah so anyway so if there was there anything else about this first internship uh you want to share otherwise we can kind of move on and and go for go to the second one
0: um not that i can really think of i really enjoyed it so if anyone like gets parking i like preach this so much everywhere because people like get parking and then they're sad about it it's so much fun like it's so laid back it's very much like an independent work which i really liked so i don't think i did as much on my first program but it was like a nice like dipping my toes into disney world and especially knowing like i did character tenant on my second program which for canadians is essentially an alumni only position so i wouldn't have gotten the experience i got this year if i hadn't done 2018 so i'm super super grateful for everything that i got to do there
1: gotcha yeah no that sounds good and yeah again we had another one another cast member on here that loved parking so yeah can't can't be too bad if it's two for two that's what they <laughs> love it so, um cool so yeah let's kind of talk about the next one so you you get home uh in summer late summer of 2018 and what kind of happens mm-hmm. after that like what made you decide you you want to go back
0: um i knew i pretty much went in wanting Character attendant. So for us, there's attendant and performer. So essentially, your entertainment roles, they will rarely give to first timers, especially attendant. I've only seen one person like ever get attendant without working for the company before. So I knew going into it, I was like, I want attendant. That is <laughs> the only thing that I want to do. Um, so when I applied, that was like everything was designed to get attendant. What
1: was <laughs> it that made you want to be a character attendant?
0: Um, as like a whole it's kind of like a like a more prestigious job for us in kind of the realm of our program there's thousands of applicants and they usually accept like a couple hundred of us 300 of us and i think there was six attendance this last program and only like eight people in entertainment or something like that so it's a really small group so it's kind of like a challenge to myself to mm. be like can i get this role that gotcha. is seemingly untouchable um and I was never, I liked characters, but I wasn't the biggest character person. So I wanted to see kind of the back of it because now I have a totally different viewpoint of like meeting characters and entertainment and show in the parks. Like I have so much more respect for it now that I feel like I get it.
1: Okay. No, that makes sense. So, I mean, well, it sounds, it sounds like you, uh, you, you won. I mean, you, you won your challenge <laughs> to yourself and you were really a character attendant. So kind of talk about how, uh, i guess you're you're back in in canada for for like nine months and then you go back for the summer again so kind of like how how was that second transition down to florida uh
0: i found it was a lot easier i actually knew less people going in this time i feel like i was so nervous moving down there in 2018 to not know anyone that i'd like set up a group of friends and i'd done like a lot of talking to people where this year i was like not worried about roommates i was just gonna go and see what happened. It worked out really well. I was randomly placed with now my best friend, essentially, <laughs> as one of my roommates. Um, so, I was, like, so ready to go back, and I felt like I was so much more prepared going back my second time, so it was just kind of, like, slipping back into the same thing. They let us skip a bunch of training because we hadn't been gone for too long, so I feel like I just jumped right in.
1: <laughs> oh, perfect. I mean, no, that's great. Um, so, kind of talk about how uh, you you had, like, your your training for, for character intended, like, so you, you get down to Florida, and what kind of happens after that?
0: Yeah, so it's definitely the most in-depth training is, like, entertainment training, so attendant or performer. I'm not super sure about PhotoPass. Um, normally, people would do traditions, which is, like, your basic Disney orientation, and then introduction to operations, I think entertainment still needs to do. But I'd already done that in 2018, so they essentially bypassed me through everything, Um, for attendant, we do, it's kind of split up in two sections. So you do core and core plus. So your core days are in the entertainment offices, which are kind of these like strange little cubicles near animal kingdom that they take you to in a van (laughs) and essentially, Mm -hmm. um, and there they go over like a lot of basics. It's a lot of note taking for a couple days. And then if you've ever been at Epcot and you've stumbled upon a bunch of random characters (laughs) that are just hanging out there, that's the second part of your core training as a attendant so that's where you actually are out working with characters so if you go there and you see a million characters and a lot of stressed out character attendants it's probably their first time ever being on stage (laughs) and that's why they're so nervous looking Uh, and
1: that's that's kind of well I remember I guess it's still there I think it just closed the character spot or is it the one that has like Mickey Minnie and
0: Goofy maybe
1: is that the that one That one's, like,
0: temporarily about? moved. But these are, like, if you've ever been walking through Epcot, it's usually right beside the American um, Pavilion or in between the UK and Canada, where, near, like, where World Show place where they do, like, weird festival things. Uh-huh. They'll open up those gateways, and you'll sometimes walk by, and you'll just see, like, the most random, strangest characters just, like, standing there in the streets.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? Okay. Yeah. I've been watching one of the... I mean, I, I follow the Tim Tracker... On mm-hmm. YouTube. I don't know if you you, you know him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he lately he when he's going through Epcot, I see he's been like, Oh, there's a lot of characters down here. So I, I mm-hmm. assume that's it.
0: Uh some people will call it character Palooza, but technically according to Disney <laughs> we're not allowed to call it character Palooza. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's trading new attendance So they'll put a bunch of like weird characters out. So you'll see like Piglet's out sometimes, uh Max Goof who like doesn't meet in the parks, he's out there, Mr. Smee, who only does like pirate pals. He'll be out there a lot of the time. Um, so it's just like a bunch of random characters that came to help new attendants train, essentially, and they create the most chaotic situation physically possible to try and prepare oh, you for it. Oh,
1: interesting. <laughs> All right, I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for that when, uh, when I head down next week. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, it's usually like those two openings. So between Canada and the UK, which I don't think they'll have it now because they're doing stuff for like the festivals at Showplace, but it'll be there or... If you're walking like towards the UK, towards the American Pavilion, right after the American Pavilion.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No. Definitely keep an eye on. Yeah. I would love to. Now that I know about it, I, I would definitely love this to, to see that just how character tenants are are doing.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, it's usually them like sweaty and freaking out, and then you'll see trainers like making frantic notes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how? How for your first time? Like how did how do you think you performed?
0: I felt pretty okay about it um they even like mentioned in my interview like me and my interviewer were joking where i'm like absurdly calm and my boss now says it like it, i'm really hard to break so i was a little stressed but not too worried but there was definitely people in my group that were like literally in tears at the end of it <laughs> um, and some people have to like, extend their trading so some people do like an extra day so i found it like stressful but not any more stressful than another job i know some people really really struggled with it and i feel really bad for them
1: (laughs) oh geez well so what was uh talk about a little bit about your training like what do they have you because you're 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 helping out the characters so like what did they specifically kind of train you to do
0: um, we learn a lot about like logistical things, so things that like characters can and can't do, um, what they can and can't autograph. Like you'd be surprised what people ask people to autograph. Ida kid literally asked Tigger to sign his birth certificate. I I don't know <laughs> how that happens. What? Uh, but they yeah, Why would a I, parent... would... <laughs> it was I the only so... piece of paper the mom had, I guess.
1: I just have so many questions.
0: Why would someone I'm bring a, it birth was a, certificate? Copy of a birth certificate?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm hoping I,
0: it was a photocopy.
1: <laughs> well, if this is the beginning of your stories for character attendants, now I can't wait to hear the rest of them.
0: Oh yeah, attendant was way more just absurd, I feel oh, yeah. like. So, a lot of things like that like what they can and can't sign, um, like what they can and can't like animate, I guess. So, You'll notice that, like, characters, if you try to get them to do... I'm trying to think of, like... Like, a lot of Southern sports teams. Like, college sports teams will have, like, a sign that they do or, like, a motion that they do for their sports team. Characters can't do any of those. They can't, like... I mean, obviously not, like, gang signs, but you'd be surprised what people want characters to <laughs> do with their hands. Um, So it's a lot of, like, logistical stuff like that for the days that you're in a classroom. Yeah. Um, like, I've
1: noticed that, like, meeting with characters, like... Sometimes you'll say something to a character and then like the character attendant will like step in before like they, they can either the character can motion to do something or I uh, I I assume that's pretty common.
0: Yeah, there's like certain things that characters will do that you will learn it's easier when you are doing the job. So, like I worked a lot with certain characters so I knew their animations really well but like across the board they would teach things like if a character can't answer a question or if it's a question that just like would completely destroy character integrity the character will like scratch their head or if a kid's holding a like autograph book and it's not open the character will motion with like their hands as if they're opening a book for you to be like oh do you want to open your book for so and so um they can do like I love you in sign language, they can do, like, hearts, things like that. Um, but they'll do a lot of, like, different little motions that you know what the character's saying, even if your character can't talk.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's, So do you tr- train with a character at all before you get out there, or, or no?
0: Nope. <laughs> um, your first day that you're ever with a character is in Epcot. Uh-huh.
1: So they just
0: they literally count you, and they go... Okay, you're with Mickey, and you're with Chip and Dale, and you're with this person. You have a 20-minute set. Remember to tell them when they're off in 10 minutes, and then they just put you out there.
1: Oh, that's oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just I just had a thought. I can't remember it anymore. <laughs> um. Oh, well, that's. I mean, that's that's really cool. I didn't. Well, I, I, okay. Now I remember what I was gonna say they. So they kind of just like throw you to like the wolves because i i see i, I noticed that as a pattern with many disney jobs that uh they just kind of throw the the cast members out there just like here you got to do it just just go so
0: yep um i think like they the same way that like i had to do a program before i got attendant a lot of people really want to work in entertainment because it is like I know for some people it's, like, a higher paid job for Americans sometimes. it's also just, like, looks really good on a resume if you want to work in any sort of entertainment. It's, like, this very, like, high, like, sought-after job. So I think, especially for us, they kind of throw you into it because then they know if you can't make it through that, like, crazy situation they set up, then they're going to have to either, like, talk you through it or recast you or put you somewhere else. So they'd rather just throw you in there and see how you react because if you can't handle a bunch of people freaking out in Epcot over one character, you're going to be in trouble when you work a DVC event where there's like six wandering characters and no one's listening to you.
1: Uh, gotcha. Okay, so it sounds like you, you you're, your training went well and you, you did okay. So kind of talk about like the next steps, like what happened uh, after that?
0: Yeah, they give you your schedule and super fun thing like I wanted attendant because it is a globally trained role So there's a few like really specific locations that you have to have specialty training for But for the most part, I could work in any park with any character Um, So it was fun for me. I wish I still had it around. I wish I'd pulled this up But my first week of training, I was all over the place My very first shift was Town Square with Minnie and Mickey because they were still doing celebration So I was there and then the same week, I think it was princess fairy tale hall and then crystal palace which is character dining which is a totally different setup than meet and greet um like set locations so they just gave me a schedule and then you just go to all these different locations and you show up and they tell you what to do when you get there
1: (laughs) oh wow so so did you have like a like a favorite location or maybe a favorite character that you worked with
0: uh everyone like jokes about me because i went into this program like with no expectations and i left this program just like loving thoughtful spot in Fantasyland more than anything in the whole world Pooh and friends are like i think the best characters to work with and everyone would joke that like no one wanted that day because it was a 10 and a half hour day and it was short sets and you had this crazy long walk and i was like i that's the only shift i want because i think they're so much fun to work with so thoughtful spot and crystal palace were like two big ones but then also be our guest was like a top one for me too with the beast
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> well, so what uh, well, what made it so appealing to you to want to work with those characters?
0: I just think they're so cute, <laughs> um, mm. which like sounds lame. And I don't know, Like, I feel like Minnie and Mickey I liked working with, but it was a different kind of crowd because if you're going to go to a park and you didn't care about characters, but you were going to meet one, you were going to meet Minnie and Mickey. So their line was always long and people were always really irritable and you got these huge tour groups and it was just – insane there where at thoughtful spot I feel like it was people that like really cared about the characters and like of all characters Winnie the Pooh I feel like stretches over these like crazy generations so like your grandma could have grown up with them but then also there's this cute little like you know six-month-old dressed as Winnie the Pooh and all these people had these like amazing stories about how they had a Winnie the Pooh themed nursery and all this stuff so I felt like people who loved them like loved them so much. So it was so much fun to watch their interactions. Oh, that's
1: really neat. And the thoughtful spot that was in the UK, right? That's the only place I could think of.
0: They're in fantasyland, so it's like right beside the ride. It's like a weird little nook. It's in oh, between I thought
1: you said, didn't you say Epcot? Or am I am I going crazy?
0: The like random characters that show up. So everyone regardless of what park you work in, I was status at Magic Kingdom. So I did like mostly Magic Kingdom theme park and resorts because i did resorts too but everyone trains at epcot oh. so i was at epcot for all my training and then i got shoved back over to magic kingdom <laughs>
1: oh gotcha i was thinking because i think there's a, uh, a a greeting spot with Pooh in the united kingdom pavilion am i am i yes. right okay
0: He just got back. He was gone for a very long time. And then at the very end of my program, he just got back to the UK. So he has like a weird little meet and greet, but it's only him where in Magic Kingdom, he meets with Tigger.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Now, okay. I totally, I I was thinking of the the Epcot (laughs) spot as you were telling the story, but no, I totally remember. Okay. I know. I know what you're talking (laughs) about now. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. Cool. So, what were like some of your your favorite uh, like memories working there? Like, what are some stories? Because I mean, working as a character attendant, I'm sure you have uh, a lot. So, like, what were some of the the fun fun memories you had?
0: Um, I I feel like I have so many. I made so many friends this program, especially like I would work the same location over and over. So, if anyone follows me on Instagram, they'll notice I have a billion foes with Tigger because I worked with Tigger all the time, and I love Tigger. So, just like in general. I had a great time. Um, I'm thinking, like, specific stories. This one is funny, because I didn't actually really end up being with a character, but I was a spare for one of the Halloween parties. So we have these weird shifts called spare shifts, where you're essentially just a body until someone calls in sick. (laughs) Um, So if someone calls out or someone wants to go home early, then you just go take over for them. But I was working, Mickey's Not-So-Scary, and they just told me to go wherever I wanted, so I was wandering storybook circus because I don't know if you've been to the Halloween parties, but there was like a billion characters in storybook circus for the Halloween parties. Yeah. Um, and I got pulled by a captain, which is like our supervisors. And there was a couple there and the couple, both of them were blind and they had partial vision, but they didn't know it was going to be as dark as the Halloween parties were. Um, and she, my captain was like, just take them around. And I was like, what, like, what do you mean? And she was like, just take them anywhere. I was like, Okay, so for a whole Halloween party shift, I essentially got to, like, backdoor them, so walk through Fast Pass or through the exit to meet any characters. They had, like, VIP seating for the parade, um, fireworks viewing. I was essentially a VIP tour guide <laughs> for a Halloween party. Um, so that was, like, my second last shift, I think. So that was probably, like, one of my weirdest, but most, like, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of the right word. But like it was fun, but it was just like super super interesting to hang out with these people and like hear their life stories and it made me like really really grateful for my job. So that was a really fun shift for me. And uh, I wasn't even really with the character.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean that's awesome. You're 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 getting to work with uh, with people that you I mean you probably with as a character attendant you would have never done anything like this and you're just kind of thrown into it. I mean, but it's it's good that like your your manager or your leader just had so much faith in you. Uh, to, <laughs> to do that because that seems like a very big responsibility um, to, yeah. be, to be doing that so there you must be doing something right
0: <laughs> yeah like that that was super fun and it was fun because I got to see all these characters that I wouldn't have seen like I went to a Halloween party but I wasn't gonna stand in line for two hours to see Jack and Sally were these guys we just gotta walk up and watch them have their interaction which was my favorite part of the whole job was watching people interact with the characters because it's just like so cute and people always have these crazy amazing stories so it was like a like up close and personal one-on-one where I got to like watch these two individuals that I had grown to like hang out with all night meet all these characters they would have never met otherwise
1: oh that's so cool well, that's awesome it's it's good that you had that opportunity to do that hmm. yeah so uh, what were some uh, some other fun fun memories you had uh, at being a character attendant
0: um I <laughs> think of things i just had so much fun but trying to think of specific things that were like maybe weird like people ask characters the strangest things um the amount of people that want characters to propose to them i don't understand it's not a thing that they can normally do so we got that a lot um i get a lot of like the well well
1: daisy always wants to be proposed to i know that for sure
0: i think daisy just wants the ring i don't think she's too worried about Uh, marriage
1: uh, that makes sense yeah (laughs)
0: But it's, like, yeah, a lot of people, like, ask characters strange things, so, like, getting out of situations is funny. Um, it was fun working, like, Fairytale Hall and Cinderella's Royal Table was fun. Like, working with characters that can talk, I didn't do it very often because I preferred working with, like, I guess, fur characters versus face characters. I liked fur better. Um, but, like, working with face characters that could talk, it was always really funny to hear people, like, go back and forth with them. (laughs) Uh Um, it was essentially just me being a spectator there. <laughs> um, trying to think of like, it's just a- endless, like,
1: endless hours of, uh, en- entertainment, just listening to these people.
0: Oh yeah. The amount of people that go and try and do so many things to the poor princesses in fairytale hall. I've had so many people like try to marry Cinderella and she's like, please just leave me alone.
1: She's. <laughs> oh, Oh, it's funny. So, yeah, so nothing uh, nothing really specific kind of stands out?
0: Not, like, oh, I was going to say, this again, like, in Fairytale Hall, um, I loved working, so there's two sides to Fairytale Hall, so you can either meet Rapunzel and Tiana or Elena and Cinderella, and a lot of people preferred working Rapunzel and Tiana because they're, like, modern princesses, but I loved working with Elena of Avalor. She is, like, I don't know if you know her whole story, she's a Disney Junior princess, though, and she's Spanish. Um, I, so I really don't
1: know anything about her.
0: Oh, she's she's the coolest. Um she doesn't get enough like representation. She's Spanish. She's a sword fighter. Her little sister is a princess and a scientist who like builds stuff. It's like she has a super cool storyline, but she speaks Spanish. So you get all these little girls that like have zero English, like can't speak English at all, and you just see all these little girls like light up when Elena starts speaking Spanish to them and they can understand oh. her. Oh, it's the cutest thing in the whole entire world. So I loved working that side of Fairy Tale Hall because it happened like, like every tenth family was this little girl who like looked like she was gonna cry because finally a princess was like speaking Spanish to her.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Oh, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. So, so out of like all, all the intern- or the two internships that you did, like what do you think was like your favorite memory? Whether it was working there or um. Yeah, just, yeah, what was your favorite memory?
0: Um, it's so hard to pinpoint it down because I feel like I love certain things for certain reasons. Like, I love working Thoughtful Spot because I knew my team there, so I always worked with the same people, which is super fun. But I have, like, the my very last shift was at Chef Mickey's, so character dining at the Contemporary, so you have your fab, Fab Five there. I had worked there before, and the dinner shift is, like, this crazy 11-hour shift. Like, it's just <laughs> insane, and it was my last shift on my program. And, like, as we were leaving, Mickey comes up, and they give, like, these little chef hats to kids normally, um, like, as, like, cute presents. And Mickey had come up, and he had, like, written... I wish I could read it now. It's literally right behind me, but he had written this long note about like thanking me for hanging out with him all summer and like that he was going to see me soon. And then it was signed by all the characters on the other side. And I was like already the most emotional. <laughs> cause it was my yeah. last shift, like crying to oh. Mickey Mouse cause he gave me the chef hat and like, I will never forget it. It was like the sweetest thing in the whole world.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Um, well, so we're kind of winding down on time. So, was there mm-hmm. any any last uh, things you you want to share about this uh, about these experiences or any any tips uh, at, at all?
0: I just say if anyone has like an interest in entertainment at all, go for it. It's like it's so enriching. It's so much fun. Everyone is like such a family there. I had no one like ever be rude to me. It totally like opens you up like I wasn't a character person before I worked it and now I have such a respect for everyone like seeing the behind the scenes of everything I just like it blows my mind how much work goes into everything so like go and meet characters go and ask them questions like don't be awkward but i feel like everyone should at least try to go meet a character even if you don't think you're a character person like go and try and meet one that you know and ask them a bunch of questions and usually it ends up being hilarious and you usually get really good photos from it too <laughs>
1: uh-huh. awesome um so are you do you plan on doing like another internship in the future so so like what are the, what are the plans for low?
0: We'll see. Um, they actually just closed applications for next summer a couple days ago, so I'm in there. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. But we won't hear back about interviews until like December, probably, and then we won't hear about acceptances until February. So I'm nervous because a lot of people have done two programs that haven't gotten in for a third one, or they get offered something that they really don't want <laughs> for their third one. Um, but. We'll see, we'll see what happens in the next, like, six months.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, sounds good. I mean, I, I wish you luck on that. So, uh, do you plan on visiting any any Disney parks uh, before then?
0: Um, I really want to go to Disney World in January. I'm just trying to con someone into going with me. That would be great. Um, and then, actually, today, my roommate from my last program, Jamie, who, she was opening cast Galaxy's Edge, so she has all the fun stories but she's like my best friend she is moving to calgary she lives in newfoundland which if you don't know is like the farthest east you can possibly get she's on the other side of the country but she's moving to calgary so she's like only a couple hours away from me now and she's never been to disneyland so i'm trying to talk her into going to disneyland because that's like my home and i want to bring everyone to disneyland all the time so that would be like between january and june of 2020.
1: Oh, nice. Sounds good. Yeah. Is I, I just saw? I think you just posted a video with her, right, on a YouTube <laughs> channel?
0: Literally today, I posted yeah. like a Q and A where I asked people to send the weirdest questions I could possibly have about Galaxy's Edge, and she spilled all of her Galaxy's Edge secrets.
1: <laughs> ah, oh, I should get her on this show then. I gotta, I gotta talk to her.
0: <laughs> you should. She opened Toy Story Land in 2018. She was opening cast guest flow for that, and then this program, she was. Opening day, and she was a trainer, so she's the only international trainer that I've ever seen. So oh, interesting, okay. and she's like so young too. She's done so much with the company, considering she's only been there for a couple of summers. But yeah, JB has a whole bunch more stories.
1: <laughs> cool, sounds good. Um, well, well yeah. I have I have one more question for you before we get out of here today. Uh, for yeah. for the shows, I always uh, love putting the background musics uh, from from the Disney parks, <laughs> and it always is the Whatever your favorite music is, so what's your favorite Disney parks background music?
0: Um, this is like kind of specific, <laughs> um, so I don't know if people would even know it. But if you've ever been in B.R. Be Guest, the restaurant, the music that plays in the study there is phenomenal. It's the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack, but it's the musical soundtrack, so it has songs on it that aren't in the movie.
1: Okay, that might be a little bit hard for me to find, but...
0: Oh no, um, if you wanna, I was going to say, if you want to play something, you could also play... Oh no, I'm trying to think of things that would be easy to find. Because my other favorite song is like either the Celebration songs from Chef Mickey's or Crystal Palace. Both of their Celebration songs are like songs that are burned into my brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no worries. Well, I'll, I'll try to make it uh, Be Our Guest or, or Beauty and the Beast themed if I can. So I'll, I'll figure it's something like out
0: piano music okay. pretty much <laughs>
1: okay i do have some piano music from that so we'll i'll have to look into something so yeah um well cool so Lo, this is uh yeah we're running out of time today but uh before we get out of here where can people find you
0: so i am on instagram it is low does disney so lo does disney and then on youtube i'm super easy to find i'm just youtube.com slash low french first name last name lo and then French like the language I'm there I upload like one to three times a week depending on how the week's going
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'll make sure to link all that in the show notes so uh people can easily find you awesome so well thank you so much for coming on the show today uh for coming on the show today this has been so much fun listening to your stories as a parking attendant and a cast uh, uh, character attendant so yeah just uh it was a lot of fun so thank you
0: yeah, thanks for having me. It was super fun to talk about. I'll use an excuse to talk about Disney because I think everyone is sick of me talking about it here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely not sick of it. Uh, we could probably go on even, <laughs> even longer, but uh, yeah, got to cut it short. But yeah, so Lil, thank you so much for, again, for coming on the show. well i hope you guys enjoyed that episode with lo that was a lot of fun listening to her stories being a character attendant and just kind of how they yeah throw you in there for training i thought that was pretty hilarious but uh again lo thank you so much for coming on the show today it was a pleasure having you uh thank you so much But all right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. If you're not subscribing to the podcast, make sure you're doing so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or pretty much however you listen to podcasts. If you can, yes, hit that subscribe button and leave a review. If you can, it'll really help out the show. Make sure you're also checking us out at XSPressPodcast.com, where we post all of our episodes over there. And then make sure you are following me on social media, especially with my trip coming up. I will be posting a decent amount on Instagram. Uh, You can also follow us on Facebook at XSPressPodcast.com. Uh, and if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be on an ep- a future episode of the show, uh, please reach out and I uh, would love to have you on. We'll, we'll, we'll schedule something for you. Uh, and if you have any other questions at all, uh, or if, yeah, again, if you want to reach out and be on the show, shoot me an email at matt at xspresspodcast.com. Again, that was matt at excesspresspodcast.com. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the XS Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers.
0: We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.